What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Major Sports. Uh, we are here for episode 19, and you can hear the little bit of extra energy in my voice because today we are dedicating our entire episode to the sport that we at this point love the most, the NBA, because football's pissing everybody off. So we are going to do our NBA season preview today. As always, I've got my co-host Rob on the line with us. What's up, hello, sir? Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing doing okay. Could be doing better, you know, but that's what the Dolphins do to you these days. Um, but we're going to talk about the love of my life and the Miami Heat here in a little bit as we start talking about uh, I'm actually wearing my culture shirt just to be totally themed out for this particular pod. Oh, my God. So, yeah, buddy. Um, so we're going to talk about what uh, what we expect from some of the better teams in the league. We are going to take a look at what we believe will be the top six teams in each conference, possibly. We've got seven for the West, just to add the discussion. But uh, overall, we're going to try to just talk about the people who we think are absolutely going to make the playoffs and don't have to participate in this lovely play-in tournament that we've got now. So with that... We are going to kick it off uh, in the East, which is uh, probably the more competitive. Well, it's definitely the more talented conference, but the West is kind of evenly crappy around. So that's pretty competitive, too. Uh, but definitely the more talented contest is our conference is the Eastern Conference. And uh, let's see, who do you want to start off with, man? I'll give you you want to go top tier. You want to start. Towards that six number, I'll let you kind of guide us here a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. Um, I'm good. Just and we don't even have to go in order. Uh, no, we'll just talk no. about the top six teams um, because I'm I'm going to probably be a little bit. I'm going to come from this from an analytical uh, standpoint. Um, I love my uh, my five thirty eight website. They have all kinds of stuff going on with that. So I'll uh, I'll be coming there. Let's let's start just with. With a couple teams, uh, you you said East first, right? Yep. Okay. So I, I think we we uh, you know we have a few that that we can just sort of pencil in there. Probably actually pen in there. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the the Bucks for sure. Yep. That's one, right? Uh, the Nets. Yep. That's two. Seventy uh, Sixers. That's nah. three. Meh. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Depends on what the roster <laughs> looks like. Even without Simmons, I'd say 76ers, just because of Embiid. And, and honestly, once you get past the first five in the, in the East, or maybe six, but basically the first five, once you get past that, it's all poo-poo anyway. We'll, we'll talk about that as we get into the Sixers. Go okay, ahead. so we'll, we'll – yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, go back and forth on the Sixers. Uh, and then I would say the Hawks. Yep. And then I would say the Celtics. Yep. And then I would say the Heat. Yep, and this is, of so, course, to, to reiterate in no particular order. Correct. Cool, just making sure. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I can't got, say if I agree with that or not, but I, that, in this case, that is true. Yeah, I've got the same six teams. So let's, let's knock out the two most obvious ones uh, out of the way first. So the Brooklyn Nets and the Bucks. Let's go with – let's show the respect that they have apparently earned – in uh, winning an NBA championship, and let's lead with Milwaukee. So, Milwaukee, can they repeat as champs? Um, they lost P.J. Tucker, which in the regular season was a huge defensive um, player for them from when he got there, which was like midseason. It was right before the trade deadline or at the deadline. Um, and then... You know, through the playoffs, Kevin Durant's numbers against him were still monstrous, but that's Kevin Durant. Uh, so they lose him. I don't – I haven't seen if they've added – I haven't. I can't remember them adding anybody of significance. I'm sure you'll correct me on that if they did. Is there? Did they get particularly better anywhere? I wouldn't necessarily say that they got particularly better. I think it's more that the DiVincenzo was out for basically the whole playoffs. And I think he their was. thought process is him combined with, with other guys 
um, will make up for, for PJ Tucker because the, the downside of PJ Tucker is he's, you're basically playing four on five when he's on the floor. Um, so unless you have the offensive capability to, to work around that, um, he, he's just going to go stand in one of the corners and that's going to be what right. he does the whole time. Um, you know, even, you know, people thought he did well. And I'm, I'm using my little bunny ear air quotes against Kevin Durant. Um, and Durant still had like a 50 point triple double. Correct. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that that's as big of a loss as it seems. Uh, and, and especially these guys at the top, these teams at the top, they'll probably end up getting someone at the deadline that will do some of that same stuff for them anyway. Um, you know, between the Bucks and the Nets and, and those guys. So I'm well, not too worried where, about here's, that. Here's where it gets interesting with, with the P.J. Tucker thing. Let's say you do meet the Nets in the conference championship um, or in the second round like they did last year. Uh, P.J. Tucker was guarding Kevin Durant. P.J. Tucker is no longer there, right? So now right. you've got assuming <laughs> there's always – We'll talk about the Nets and their issues, right? But let's say that their big three is out there together. Now you've got Giannis. Maybe he covers KD and not James Harden. Um, or was it uh, Drew Holiday that guarded James Harden? I think Drew Holiday charted, uh, guarded James Harden. So do you move Drew to to cover freaking KD? He gives up like... Seven inches at least, right? It seems Drew Holiday is probably taller than I remember, but it's at least six or seven inches to KD. Like, you have that hole now that P.J. Tucker at least plugged and gave you, despite the numbers, because it is still Kevin Durant, but he still gave you, like, a positive defensive performance. Like, he's not a liability. So that, right. that, that's where, like, it doesn't seem like a major loss, and it probably won't show its face in the regular season. I expect them to still be, like, number one or two in the East, depending on how healthy or complete Brooklyn is. So, like, I don't think it'll show there, but when you match up those two teams against each other, it does at least produce this situation that you have to deal with and try to solve. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about P.J. Tucker is is he's 6'5". I'm fairly certain Drew Holiday is 6'4". So there's really not that big of a size difference between the two of them. Um, I mean, if you're guarding, I'd rather give up four inches than six. Well, sure, sure. But at the same time, I I would – I think Drew Holiday has made more first-team defenses than than PJ Tucker. Now against Kevin Durant, you're you're sort right. of out on a limb anyway. I mean, I'd correct. Honestly, I think that the what makes the most sense, especially for a team like the Bucks, all three of their top three are good defenders. So you could honestly have Middleton on Durant or Giannis, the other one on Harden, and then Drew on Kyrie. You know, assuming that that he's able to play. So I don't I don't think that they. Defensively, I don't think they have a problem with that. They're really only going to have – like, that's the East Finals unless uh, there's injuries or unless Kyrie just, you know, keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, and there will be injuries at some point. But that's still – this is uh, – on paper, this – yeah, this should be the Eastern Conference Finals. So, Vegas has Milwaukee at a 54-and-a-half win total over under number. Uh, so, you're going – over or under on that Vegas number of 54 and a half for Milwaukee? Uh, over. Over. Regular season? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go over too. Yeah. Um, if anybody does go out and place bets on this, please let us know how this goes out. And, and we would uh, <laughs> definitely not ask for a cut of any sort of winnings or anything like that. You know, Anything out of the goodness of your heart, though. <laughs> so, Milwaukee, 54 and a half over under in Vegas. Uh, we both think that they're going to go over. I, I think – I mean – if they're anything, they're a regular season monster, right? That's just the, they, they are a juggernaut during the regular season. So I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, 54 and a half. But yeah, they can probably do that. So that'll put, uh, that'll put a nice little bow on the bucks there. So let's go ahead and talk about the team who we assume that they would be facing in the Eastern Conference Championship, the Brooklyn Nets. So the really, it's a faux big three right now because there's only two of them. KD, James Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving. Let's start with the most obvious thing. A couple days ago, the Nets basically kicked Kyrie off of their team. They took their basketball and they went home. They are not punishing him for missed practices, though. They are not fining him for 
Um, away games missed, but he is going to give up his whole salary for any home games. So he's given up half of his salary for the season as of how things stand right now. He won't get vaccinated. We all know who we're talking about. We're dealing with this flat earther. Um, it's, I don't want to get into that. Um, from a basketball point of view, can Brooklyn survive just running on KD and James Harden? So they can be really good, but they're not like for sure title favorites without Kyrie. Okay, so we're in agreement though that with the big three intact, like they are the overwhelming favorite to win the NBA championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So what does only having two thirds of that combination make them? Uh, At least an Eastern Conference finalist for sure, right? Even with just those two. Or yeah, I still, th- I still think they can win a title. Um, I think they, they have, can too. They have talent around KD and Harden, um, but it becomes more like it brings them back to earth. Like it, it's more of a conversation because it's just those those two guys. Um, and and if either of them again have any sort of injury concerns, which Harden's typically been pretty uh, durable, uh, Durant's been a little more frail. But um, for Harden's career, he's he's been more of an Iron Man for as much as as people want to dog on him. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're at full strength with their team the way it is now, and, and again, not not even going into the buyout market or anything like that, but just how their team is right now, um, I, I think they're at least East finalists, if not, um, you know, title contenders. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think with the, with all of them intact, they are – it would be a disappointment if they were healthy and did not win the championship. Something must have, like, really imploded. But with – and I mean, I'll be fair. If I were to take, if you told me pick two of those three, these are the two I picked. I understand that Kyrie went 50, 40, 90 last year, but I'm still taking the two most lethal scorers in this game who can get themselves any shot they want whenever they want. And sure. we'll see how these new, uh, how these new rules that they're trying to implement will affect James Harden, right? Like the, can't really they're not really letting you draw fouls like they have been it's trying to make the game a little less ridiculous because sometimes watching James Harden play is a little ridiculous because you're like what the fuck are we doing um but still those are the two guys that I would pick so they definitely have a chance I think that they should be in the Eastern Conference Championship regardless if it's the two or the three of them together uh I feel like everything that we do these days we have to say barring injury right I think Zach Zach Lowe said that on one of his episodes I'm like yeah yeah more than ever, I feel like, because now it's like, I feel like we have such a good understanding of what should happen, and then fucking six people get hurt, and the Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. And you're just right. like, what? How did this right. happen? Right, and so, the Nets are out in the second round. You're like, wait, mm-hmm. what? So, um, their over-under in Vegas represents everything that we have just talked about. They have the highest over-under is at 55 and a half, so one game more than the Bucks. Um I think that they will. I think that they will exceed that. Let's let's say let's say everything breaks right. I think they're going to exceed that. Yeah, I'm going the other direction. I think they're going to sort of um, not punt on the regular season, but just sort of bide their time a little bit, and then um, and then sort of save their their guns for the playoffs. I hesitated just before I said over because those are the exact thoughts that I had. I was like, man. They don't need the regular season. But I think that barring, again, some sort of injury, if they just play a little bit out there every night, they're going to be better than 80% of the teams they play are right there automatically. So they don't even need to have, like, great nights or, or sort of, like, over-exude themselves out there on the floor and still beat people. So I'm going I'm to go with the over, so, and you'll go with the under. I'm going to mark these down. So we have some sort of record here, despite this being an audio file that's going to be published on the internet. Wow. Um, All right. So that takes out the two biggest dogs in the race uh, or in the fight. Dogs fight, horses race. Let's go. Okay. Let's pick up that Philly conversation where we had a little while ago. So Philadelphia is a team who you absolutely think will be top six. Yes. hundred percent. Okay, I am 
much more skeptical on that. If they have Ben Simmons, then yeah, I'm like no questions asked. I'm with it. They're going to be top six. If they do not have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid is entirely capable of them doing it. But Joel Embiid will miss 20 games at some point in the season. And those are 20 games that without Ben Simmons on the team, I don't think that the Sixers can really uh, sustain uh, any sort of winning throughout, right? If, if Ben Simmons is gone, like, and it's Embiid and Maxi and Tobias Harris, like, Tobias Harris isn't winning you any games. That guy's the worst max player in the league. Like, and that's saying something with Christoph Porzingis. Um, so I don't think that they're a shoe. And I think that when, and I don't know if you want to argue that fact, but it's pretty much guaranteed that Embiid's going to miss 15 to 20 games. Uh, sure. I just don't think, I don't see them, not that they can't, I just don't see them doing it without him. Now with him in the playoffs, like you put them in the play-in, and I'm going to take them into to make it to like the full tournament, right? But we're talking regular season, the whole haul. I don't think that they are going to be able to survive that. What do you got? Um, I think really what it comes down to is is the East top six is relatively separated already. Um, because let's say let's say you're like, oh yeah, you know the Sixers may not be in the top six. Well, then you're assuming that the that the Pacers or the Knicks are going to win more than 45 games, and and I just don't know that you can assume that. Um, well, I, I got, but I got one that you can sub in there, and it's neither of those, and it's Chicago, and that could be very viable with this this season with that squad that they put together. Yeah, because yeah, I don't uh, agree that that the Knicks or the Pacers would be it, but Chicago has. But Chicago I mean, might they, have they've the worst got four All Stars. Yeah, but they might have the worst defense in the league. Like that's they may. that's the that's the scary part because none of their top four Vucevic, DeRozan, uh, Ball. Who is, I'm assuming you mean Ball is their fourth All Star because he's never been an All Star. Oh, he's not an All Star. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Um, but Levine is a terrible defender. DeRozan can't defend. Vucevic can't defend. Ball is a good defender, um, but you know he's just your point guard, so he's not guarding wing players. You know he's not on Durant or, or those guys. So I, I, that's my fear with Chicago. Um, Analytics-wise, they get murdered. Um, just as an example, uh, 538 has them finishing. 12. 10th. 10th. 10th, yep. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a feeling they'll be in the play-in. That would be my guess for the Bulls. And, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised with anything between 7 and 10. Um, and, and maybe, you know, all things go perfectly. Maybe they can get up to 6. But it's, it's going to take their season going perfectly. Whereas I think the Sixers, between their coaching staff and the, the players they have around Embiid, I think even without Simmons, um, they'll be able to, to get some stuff done. And I also think if they, if they start out and they're really struggling – they may just – that may be the time to pull the trigger on, on Simmons leaving, and then you have his replacement. And then now you, you have some weapons to, to add to that uh, Embiid-Harris core. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel fairly confident in the Philly in the top six. Uh, even and, – and I'm not really sure what they're assuming Simmons is going to do. Uh, but He's in, he showed up, right? He showed up the other day to the facility or something he like was that. At, he was at practice today, and he was practicing. He didn't join the team huddle at the end of practice, and he was practicing with his cell phone in his pocket. So, Jesus you know. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a video of him, and it was like it was like he was at the local YMCA moving around. Like, there was no maximum effort or anything like that. So, he he's there so he doesn't get fined. He's doing a Marshawn Lynch currently. Um, Correct. He should have just I'm done sh- that from the beginning. I mean, he should have just gone in there, gone to one practice, and say he strained his calf. Sit down, don't get fined, and pull the drama behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not a Rich Paul thing. You know, you, you have Anthony Davis throw a fit in New Orleans, and everybody knows about it. That's typically their – they do their stuff publicly. So, yeah, not, not super surprising. Yeah. Well, it is effective, so. It's effective, although I think most people dislike Anthony Davis now, where I certainly didn't while I was when he was in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, and, no, and, I get it, but that's the trade-off that those players make in their heads. Like he's now got, a, I mean, he's a max player and he's got a championship. 
Yeah. Yeah. I still feel like that was a bubble title, but I, I, uh, you know, that's fine. Whatever. Whatever. I get to, I get to drop where 538 has the Lakers this coming year later on. So I'll, I'll get my joy during that. All right. So Vegas has Philly. Vegas has Philly with the third highest uh, win sh- win over under setting in the East, which blows my freaking mind. Yeah, uh, fifty one. The tall and buildings a half. don't lie. The tall buildings don't lie, buddy. Yeah, fifty one and a half for Philly. I am going under. I don't even have to think about it. I don't think they're going to win fifty one games. I would go over. Okay. Vamos a ver. So Rob, over. Let's see. There are three more. I'll let you – I've kind of shoveled us through the first three. I'll let you take the next ones. Which Where, where do you want to go? Uh, Hawks. We'll go Hawks next. Okay. So the Hawks. Go for it. So clearly I think the Hawks were helped by injuries last year. Um, they, they, for the most part, weren't bit by the injury bug. I know they had a guy or two go down, but they weren't their, their top guys until the very end when Trey got hurt. Um. I do think they're going to be a, a playoff team. I think that they're going to be right around the same place they were were last year, uh, between that four and five seed. Um, but I, I still think they're missing that one final piece to push them over the edge. Um, I don't think – John Collins may end up being a decent third option on a really good team. Um, I think Trey can probably be the, the top option on a title contender. Um, but they're missing a legitimate number two. Um, Bogdanovich isn't that Cam Reddish isn't that um, and you don't think John Collins can be their number two I don't I don't he's just missing that that thing like you you think of classic number twos on title contending teams you're talking about guys like Clay Thompson Kyrie Irving um, I mean geez Steph Curry or Dwayne Clay Wade. Thompson I guess yeah Dwayne Wade um, I guess when Wade won his first one, you're talking about Shaq. I mean, those are the types of guys that are, you know, downside of his career, Shaq was still Shaq. Yeah. So, uh, he's not that. Um, he's a good player, and, and I do think he can be the third best player on a championship team, which, which certainly isn't a slight. You know, if you're, if you're a Chris Bosh or something like that, that's, <laughs> that's a fantastic place to be in your career. Um, but he's more like that. Like, if, if – if during those big three days, if your second best player was Chris Bosh instead of Dwayne Wade or LeBron James, you guys aren't winning titles. Like, it's just – that's not how that would have okay. gone. You, you still needed he, that guy. But he was their second best player through that playoff run, right? Or are we going to give it to, to Herder? Uh, yeah. I mean, he was probably their second best player through the playoff run, but they beat the Knicks – and and whatever the hell was going on with the Sixers, uh, and didn't have to face the Nets, and you know they're just, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they're a little bit ahead of schedule, and people oh, definitely now ahead assume, of schedule. Well, but that's causing most people that don't you know maybe follow the league as closely as as other people do to think that that now they're a top three team in the East, and I just I I don't think that that's the case. They're, they're clearly good. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs for the next couple of years. I'm not putting them down, but I'm saying until they have that guy that sort of slots in as a number two. I, I feel like it's similar to Dallas's situation mm-hmm. where you, you just know Porzingis is not the second best player on a championship team. Like He's a good player, and he's a good right. third option, but he's not that guy next to Luka. They're going to be a six seed with him as the second best player. That's just how it's going to be. Correct. I, I feel like Atlanta's the same way. Okay. Um, they have the fifth highest over under via Vegas, right? So that tends to support what you're saying there. I've had people, I've heard people say that they are the third best team in the East. And I'm just like, okay, like the names associated with those statements. I'm like, well, you're pretty respectable, but I don't agree with that at all. So I don't know how some people absolutely, absolutely see it as that. It's, I mean, and I get it's a star-driven league, and Trey's a star. I mean, he, he, he's not the greatest player, right? But he's got the swagger. He's got the confidence. He, he, and he, he scores, right? He's a scorer. That's how he's made his name mm-hmm. so far. So it's, he does have that kind of, 
I guess that aura around him where he could, I guess, lead a team through a regular season, put up a bunch of points, and yes, get them to a three seed. I don't think it's going to happen. They've got Vegas has them at 47 and a half. Um, I think that they're going to be like 44 to 45. So I'm going to go under 47 and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll go 48. I'll go 48. So I'll go right up. Cause honestly, 47 is a good number for them. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have said, but I, I don't want to be wishy-washy. I'll, so I'll go, I'll go 48. I'll go the over. All right. Yeah. I think it'll be just under that. I mean, they do get Bogon back who did, he was one of the guys who was injured um, last year. Uh, he played in the playoffs. Some, yeah. In the playoffs, but during the regular season, I mean, we're talking, this is a regular season. over under. Oh yeah. 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 You're right. Um, so they'll have him. Hopefully he does not get injured again. They brought back everybody else. Uh, they just re-signed Herter. He they got an extension. I think it was like a three-year deal today or yesterday. I saw. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So the Hawks, the Eastern Conference finalist Hawks from a year ago. Let's see. So we're gonna go to the Northeast or we're going to South Beach. Uh we can go South Beach. <laughs> wow, that, that, that was unexpected. Um. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the team that's going to win the Eastern Conference this year. Oh, my so, God. the Heat, baby. We brought in Kyle Lowry. Now we got Jimmy, Bam, and Lowry, which is a triangle death choke of defense. Um, that's going to be awesome. We are going to probably be a pretty, pretty good defense. Hopefully top five. If Kyle Lowry starts showing his age, then maybe top eight-ish. Right, but this defense is going to kick ass. I'm really worried about what the offense is going to look like, though. I Tyler Hero has had a phenomenal preseason. I am not going to go on a Tyler Hero tangent. But they, this has led some people around town to say that Tyler Hero could lead the Heat in scoring. If Tyler Hero leads the Heat in scoring, we have a fucking problem. Yes. Because that's not what's supposed to happen. I need him No. Three or four on this team in scoring. Okay, and Jimmy needs to be our leading scorer, and I need Bam to be right behind him and need to be a little bit more aggressive this year. Unless Tyler Hero emerges as a fucking MVP candidate this year, I do not want to see him as the leading scorer on this team. That being said, Tyler Hero looks really good in the preseason. He has been on fire from the field. He looks bigger. He looks more confident. Um... I am hoping that we are getting like the resurrection of Bubble Tyler because Bubble Tyler was a fucking badass. Bubble Tyler made me argue for not trading him for James Harden. So if we can just get back to that sort of level, um, this team is going to be really, really good. I am possibly setting myself up for failure because Kyle Lowry's 35 years old um, and Tyler Hero could have a repeat of a sophomore season instead of his freshman one. And then that changes the entire conversation. But regardless of winning or losing, I think we're going to play a lot of really good defense. And, uh, I mean, we're just mean out there. Aside from those three, and then we'd have either Markeith Morris or P.J. Tucker, preferably Tucker on defense, right? And, I mean, okay, Duncan Robinson. So we're maybe not as mean there. But still, that's a good lineup to have out there. That's an intimidating lineup. Um I think that we will be top four in the East. I hope that we are three, but it could be four. Um, and I just don't want to play Milwaukee in the first round. Uh, everybody else, let's go. I'll take them. And I definitely don't want to be in that fucking playing tournament. I don't want any part of that death trap. Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about that for you guys. I, 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 do, I do think you'll be top six. Uh, I, I would argue you're in the same spot between the three and the five, honestly. Um, 538 has you guys finishing sixth. Um, but, you know, they're they're a little less on um, culture. Well, <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh, the I think the impact of the defense, I think they're a little less on that. And I think because of the way you guys play, uh, you'll steal some regular season games because of that because you'll have just crap teams at the end of the season that'll come in um, and they just won't be giving the effort that it takes to beat you guys 
Uh, so you'll steal some wins, you know, as other teams start to start to give up a little bit or rest of the playoffs or whatever dumb thing they want to say at the time. Um, so I, I think for the most part, we're in agreement. Um, seating, I, I agree with. Uh, and, and yeah, like I said, I'm a little higher than the analytics say. 48, be. 48 and a half over under. Fourth highest in the East via Vegas. I'd go under. Under 48. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going over. We're going to win 50 games this year. So 48 and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see between 46 and 48. 50 plus, baby. I'm looking forward to another uh, 13 and 4 Dolphins season prediction. So uh, we're, let's, let's, uh, let's rock and roll. You know what's different about this? <laughs> what's that? Heat, that the heat, I'm not expecting some sort of monumental change in anything. Whereas with the Dolphins... We just expected things to not be how they always were. This is how things always are. We are a playoff team, and we are, are always in the conversation for one of the top seeds in the in the conference, and we rely a lot on grit and defense, and we got better at those particular things this offseason. So Agreed. with a little, a little sprinkle of pixie dust on the offensive side of the ball, this could actually be a 50-win team. So. Yeah. The Dolphins might... being a 13-win team was a fucking dream, and it is now currently <laughs> my living nightmare. <laughs> yes, it, it did. It may or may not have caused us to skip this week's predictions. Yeah, I couldn't. And you know what, man? I'm going to be honest. I was going to pick the Jaguars, but I was like, I just, I can't, I can't bring myself. You know what? I was just, let's take like a week off. We need a little vacation. People take vacation. <laughs> So we'll be back with a regular episode later this week that we'll talk about uh, the NFL and a little bit of baseball playoffs. But yeah. the Heat, uh, they don't do that type of shit to me, right? The worst that they've done to me is a first-round exit in a clean sweep to the eventual championship team, um, which just hurt my feelings more than anything. But it wasn't – like that would have happened to, let's say, six of the other seven teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, not that upset about it anymore, even though at the time I was super salty. You were. Um, so, let's see. 48 and a half, I'm going to go 50 plus. Let's just ride the culture wave and see where we end up. So, that brings us to the last team in the Eastern Conference, up in the Northeast, Bastin, the Celtics, the little leprechauns. Um, so, talk about the Celtics, because I'm not a huge fan of theirs. I'm not either. And, and honestly, this is just sort of a, um, I guess, whatever version of praise that I would heap on the Celtics, which I do. I, I'm, I'm with you. I hate them. I, I've always hated them. Um, but Tatum and, and Brown are, are very, very good. Uh, we'll see how their new coach does. He's been sort of a hot assistant coach for mm-hmm. the last couple of years. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's immediately successful. Right. Um, and they do have, you know, some of that supporting cast around them, Marcus Smart uh, and a couple of those guys. So, uh, I, I honestly, I could see them being the six. Uh, I think they were seven last year. I thought that that was right where they deserved to be based upon their talent. Um, they just flat, what? Oh, no, they didn't cut uh, Kemba Walker. They got back Al Horford for Kemba Walker. Uh, Kemba got cut by the Thunder, that's right. Um, but, you know. What Al Horford does at this age, I have no idea. So, yeah, I, I'm just – they're going to be in the top six, but I'm not impressed by them at all. Yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum is for real. Um, I think that he could eventually be somebody that we start talking about for an MVP. Um, I don't think that this is the season for that. I don't think that the team is that much better around him. I mean, Brown – Smart. Uh, they brought in Jason, uh, Josh Richardson, like you said, Horford. Robert Williams III is really interesting. That's a really He's a really good uh, defender down low. That's going to be interesting to, to have him out there. And they got Dennis Schroeder for, like, the deal of deals because, you know, he turned down that Lakers ex- extension. It's, kind of, it's crazy. Um, so, I mean, they could be okay. Not a huge fan of theirs, but that coach is going to be – I don't remember his name right now, and I just read it the other day, and, and – Give me a Duca. There you go. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to guess it. Um, so, 
Let's see. Vegas has them as 46 and a half over under. Um, I'm like right there with them. I'm going to go, I'm going to go under just because I think it'll be 44, 45, um, not 47. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree with you. I'd go with the under, uh, cause there is a, a universe where, you know, the Pacers overachieve. There's the Pacers are sort of the Eastern conference trailblazers, um, where you, you don't Except really expect Dane. <laughs> Right, right. You, they don't have that star power, but they'll they'll put Sabonis and and Turner, uh, and Brogdon up against people, and they'll end up winning forty eight games. Because uh, I would assume in 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 those Vegas numbers that they're probably they're probably the next team up. Them and the Knicks are probably the next two teams up, um, which uh, which would make sense to me. They are. 42 and a half for Indiana for Indiana and 42 and a half for New York. That yeah. would, is there anybody? Maybe the bulls. That would be it. Not even 42 and a half. So yeah. it's the six teams that we're talking about. And then there's a three game drop to the next conversation, which is at 42. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I could see barring injuries or just the way teams gel. I could see one of the, you know, the Pacers rising up or whatever. And then the Celtics being right around that seven or eight seed again, like they were last yeah. year. Pacers hired Rick Carlisle. So that is an absolute possibility. Yeah. Yeah. They'll overachieve for sure. So, um, yeah, I'm, I think, I think we're dead on with, uh, with how everyone else sees, um, the Eastern sees the con- yeah sees the conference uh, between the analytics and Vegas. They both have the same, not in the same order, but they both have the same top six. So yep, I'm good with that. All right. So let us move on to the Western Conference, the not as talented Western Conference, but like I said, still very competitive. So. Let's start in the obvious place, in Los Angeles. So, the Lakers. Um, King James obviously reigns in L.A. Anthony Davis, they brought in Russell Westbrook. So, let's talk about this. I don't think we've really talked about Russ and that on that squad since it happened. So, what are your thoughts on, on the Lakers and this incarnation of a big three? Yeah, uh, I, I think as far as big threes go, uh, especially with LeBron, I think this is honestly going to be the worst of his big threes and by like a significant margin. Um, I, I can't see how taking someone who, while super effective and, and you know, has averaged a triple-double, what, for the last five years. Yep. Um, I can't see how either taking the ball out of his hands, who he's just historically been terrible off the ball. He doesn't run or cut or do anything. He's not a spot-up shooter, so I don't know what else he's going to do. But if he has the ball all the time, that means that LeBron freaking James has to play off ball, which also, he's your point guard. So (laughs) that doesn't make any sense either. So I I just – it seems very, very redundant. Um, And the last time LeBron had someone that was – kind of this redundant was him and Wade, but Wade was so good at the time that he could figure it out and he could do stuff off ball. You know, Dwayne Wade would cut, he would do different things. um, Yeah. Dwayne Wade was a slasher. Yeah. 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 He would, and and he didn't have to have the ball in his hands. He could move around and put pressure on defenses. Russ doesn't do that. So I I just, I I think, (laughs) and, and, you know, I I said my, my joy was going to come from, um, from this discussion, oh, please, five thirty-eight has them as the nine seed. Jesus, <laughs> at forty-two and forty, uh, with a a less than fifty percent chance of making the playoffs. So I am not the only one, clearly, uh, who is. Um, well, yeah, the analytics do not favor this team in the least bit, right? No. So I, I don't expect any any computer projections to really do this team any favors, but. I mean, they're old, <laughs> um, but it's still, if LeBron James is able to stay healthy, it is still LeBron James. Um, he's, 
I mean, he's been derailed two of the last three years with injuries. So, like, he's second all-time in minutes. He's 37, 36. Yeah. 37, I, think he'll be turning, I think he'll be turning 38 this year. Or he's turning 37 this year. That would actually right. be it. Yeah, because it's taking two months. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Russell Westbrook needs to have the ball in his hand. Russell Westbrook is, like, the highest usage kind of guy. It's him and Harden. Like, they need the ball in their hands. And everybody else is there to help on defense the other way around and get a rebound in case he doesn't make the shot. That's not how LeBron James' run team operates. That is not how a team with Anthony Davis playing in the paint should operate. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to make this work. Frank Vogel is not any sort of mastermind. If anybody figures out a, a way to make this work, it's going to be LeBron. He's he's the best problem solver that the league has ever had. Um, so I don't know. Vegas. So Vegas and 538 are really not on the same page. Vegas has them at 52 and a half over under. Oh, Oops. yeah. I'm hammering the under. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, there's just – there's nobody else. Not that there's nobody else on that team, but it's like – so they've got Melo. They've got Wayne Ellington, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk. And Taylor Horn Tucker. Oh, and Rondo. Assuming, let's say LeBron gets hurt again. Or let's say AD gets hurt again. 52 games, 53 games. That's, yeah, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to stick on the under on this one. I don't, yeah, I, I don't even not, see how there's a chance that they're going to, I mean, they're going to be in the 40s somewhere. I mean, that's just, they're too old. They, they, we, we've gone over this a couple of times, but they're only three guys below the age of 30 is Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, and Talon Horton Tucker. Like, yeah. that's not going to do it over an 82-game schedule. And I don't even want to necessarily get into the playoffs, um, but it just – <laughs> it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good at all. And, you know, the idea that, oh, you got uh, Dwight Howard back and these other guys, like, as much as I hated on Caruso, that's a big loss. That's a young yeah, guy. Yeah, Caruso's a huge energy. loss. Yeah, yeah, so – I just – I don't see – I honestly think they could be in the play-in again, to be honest. I think it's possible. I think it could – yeah, I think that's very possible. Especially in the West. The West has so many teams that are uh, kind of question marks that if a couple of them hit and you have like an off-season, you're easily seven or eight. Right. Um, so, let's see. All right. So, Lakers, let's see. Not as high on three major sports as everybody else is on them. Let's see if we, uh, if we've got, if we know what we're talking about. So that does it for them. Let's go to the defending Western Conference champion and surprise darlings of the 2021, 2020, 2021 season, uh, the Phoenix Suns. So they return everyone. They didn't have a major loss. Um, they re-signed or they extended Mikel Bridges. They didn't reach an extension with DeAndre Ayton. Uh, so there's something going on there, but let's see. He's on the team now. He's here. He's playing. Let's not worry about that yet, I guess. Uh, Booker's back. I mean, three of their four top players should get better with experience. The three that we just talked about, Ayton, Bridges, and Booker. All right, and their fourth best player is Chris Paul. He's a freaking point guy. Um, this team, I don't. I mean – they got really, really lucky last year with avoiding major injuries, uh, basically until the Western Conference Finals and then into the finals. When I mean, they lost Sarge right before the finals. And then in the finals, obviously, Chris Paul wasn't playing. He didn't play the first two games um, and stuff like that. So if they can have similar luck in the injury department as they did last year, then I can see them – as like a top three seed in the West this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can too. I can too. Um, 538 has them second. So I, I, don't, okay. I don't have any qualms with that. Uh, 
I think because of, of besides for the two major injuries in the West, uh, I think otherwise most of the stuff stayed the same uh, right. as they finished last year. Because, um, you know, as we know, the Lakers didn't finish in the top six last year either. So it's not like a right. huge surprise that they're not there now. Um, at least in our predictions, obviously. Yeah. They are listed second best over under uh, and wins in the West. One game behind the Lakers and some and another team has the same as the Lakers. So they're at 51 and a half. Uh, I think that they will exceed that if they stay healthy. I'm going to assume that they stay healthy and I'm going to go with that they will exceed that. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. I think they exceeded as well. All right. So I think I'm excited for the Suns. I like the Suns. Um, I started the South Florida Suns bandwagon last year when I start when I wrote my article about something cooking out in the in the valley and man it cooked. Um, they went to the finals. They went up 2-0 in the finals before the Bucks just woke up and destroyed them. Uh, right. So let's see, man. I'm I'm excited to see them and uh, let's see if they can repeat it. They were fun to watch at the very least. Booker's fun to watch. CP3 is fun to watch. Um, so let's see. So we got them both going over. All right, let's talk about that other team that has the same 52.5 over under as the Lakers. Would you care to guess? I'm going to say the Jazz. It is the Jazz. The Utes. Um, they had the best record in the NBA last year in the regular season. They were obviously the number one overall seed in the Western Conference or the number one seed in the Western Conference. Uh, and they flamed out in the second round last year, made it past the first finally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm not a big fan of the French bitch. Um, I really like Donovan Mitchell. I really don't like that Dwayne Wade is part of the ownership there now. I feel like that's a little dirty. Um, <laughs> other than Donovan Mitchell, though, I'm not a really big fan of anything that's going on in Utah, Salt Lake City or otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think Utah, until they, they can get over this hump, I think they're going to have that same stigma that Milwaukee had until this year. Um, and, and for good reason. You know, they keep having good regular seasons. Uh, they were basically the number one seed end-to-end this year. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously, like you said, they, they had – I think they had game six and seven without Kawhi and couldn't – or no, it was game six. They got eliminated in six without Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's tough. You couldn't even get back to your home court uh, without Kawhi to, to force a game seven. So um, I, that's basically what broke up the Houston Rockets was they couldn't do the same thing when the Warriors without the Warriors. Uh, Durant. Mm-hmm. So same idea. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat. They're, they're going to be in the top six. They're probably going to be in the top two or three. Um, but they have to show us something different this year. They're, they're on a prove-it stage for sure. Okay, yeah, and, and that's and that's where they always are at that point, and, and they got to do it in the playoffs. So regular season, fifty-two and a half. Uh, over. Yes. For as much crap as we just talked, I'm definitely going to go over as well. Um, they're just a regular season team. They 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 their issue is that they fall apart in the postseason, and we'll see if they can do something different. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is. Is really good. Um, and he is still a young player, so naturally I expect him to take a little bit more of a step forward now with some more experience, some more playoff experience. So let's see. All right. Four teams left in the West. Um, who do you want to go with? Uh, I'll say um, the Nuggets. The Nuggets. So there are three teams tied for uh, the same over/under prediction on this list. They are the probably the next three teams that we'll talk about. So the Nuggets. The Nuggets are interesting because well, because they don't have Jamal Murray, and 
we know how awesome Jamal Murray is. If Jamal Murray was healthy last year, I definitely picked Denver to beat Phoenix at some point in the playoffs and probably represent the Western Conference in the finals. Um, do we have an idea of when he'll be back? I mean, it was a torn ACL. We're only talking about like, what, four months ago? Yeah, I think – I mean, it was right before the playoffs, right? Five, yeah, it was like in April. Like, yeah, well, so – Man, like end of March, beginning of April. Yeah, which is right at playoff time. So it's not crazy um, to think that he'll he'll be back uh, for the playoffs. Um, and, and I think that's where a lot of these predictions are coming from and why they're still high enough. Uh, I, I do think they have enough to, to still get a top three or four seed in the West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the reigning MVP, Jokic keeps getting better every year. So um, the Joker, the Joker, right? Uh, so I'm 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 okay with that type of prediction. And then if they have Murray uh, in the playoffs, then you know, and anything close to you know Jamal Murray, right? Then they're they're a legitimate problem because I really think they would have been the favorites to win last year. I do uh, too. If he hadn't gotten hurt, so I absolutely do. Um, and the way with Jokic was playing, obviously winning the MVP. That team was primed to to fuck some people's lives up in the playoffs, and they didn't get the chance because. And man, Jamal Murray's a badass man. That, I mean, he showed it in the bubble that he doesn't back down from anything. He's up for the challenges. He was getting better. He played better last season. That was going to be a really, really cool and fun to watch playoff run from that team uh, that we were yeah. denied. But Michael Porter Jr. is an offensive powerhouse. If he can become any sort of respectable player on defense. Uh, that's going to help them be a serious problem. Uh, Aaron Gordon, that uh, Aaron Gordon is still Aaron Gordon too. He plays a little bit better defense than Porter. Well, everybody plays a lot better defense than Porter, really. Um, <laughs> and he still he can still score in the paint, and he's you know he's not the focal point of the offense, right? In, in Orlando, I think we kind of forgot how good Aaron Gordon can be because for a while he was the only person worth guarding on the offensive side of the ball. So it really didn't let him like show out and that's not going to be a problem for him in Denver. It has not been a problem for him in Denver. He was actually quoted last season saying, I forgot, like, like these are the easiest buckets I've ever had. Like I forgot how easy it was to score like this. Um, so they've got him at 48 and a half in the regular season, just because they don't have um, Jamal Murray. I'm tempted to go under, but the the West is just, it's not, Super strong, and I think that with Jokic and Porter, I think that they can exceed 48 and a half. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think they'll win 50 games. Yeah, the Nuggets that's another fun team. I think it's 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 fun to have teams that are not the Lakers or the Warriors like in the Western Conference to really like root for. Like, I really like Phoenix, I really enjoy watching Phoenix play. I liked watching Denver play. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, huge markets, but they're big enough. They, they've shown that they can be pretty consistent winners. Like, it should be – this is something that those markets can build on. Like, it doesn't have to be – they can do it without having to be Los Angeles or Miami or New York um, or Chicago or these major markets that, that we all know. So that's cool. I mean, that, it's kind of a tangent on markets and star power in this league right now, but – it is fun to see it in different places. Agreed. Um, of course, the guy from Cleveland agrees. I didn't really. Uh, yeah. I didn't really need <laughs> yeah. I complain so, about that to you all the time. I know. I'm aware. So this is uh, this is good. It's good for the league. Um, do you want to guess either of the other two teams that have that same 48 and a half over under outlook via Vegas? I'm gonna say one of them's the Mavericks. One of them is the Mavericks. That is correct. So we'll talk about them next. Go for it. Lead us off with Luca. I mean, that it starts and stops with Luca. I mean, really the does. dude was the dude was amazing in the in the playoffs. He was amazing in the regular season, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, he went to the Olympics and single handedly there too. <laughs> right, he drug his country to the Olympics and was averaging like forty points a game. Um, he's just. Uh, I, I know I saw today or yesterday that he's Vegas's for the second year in a row. He's Vegas's pick for uh, preseason MVP. MVP. Yeah, yeah. So um, th- that's that's really where where it begins and and ends for them. Uh, they're they're what what word am I looking for here? I think the 
their fate lies on what that front office can do as far as getting Luca some help. Um, they've traded away some guys that I think would have been helpful for them. Uh, Seth Curry, uh, I think, leads the top of that list because he was awesome for Philly last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, and having another outside threat with Tim Hardaway Jr. would be nice. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that their, their record prediction is pretty accurate. And, um, and I would say they're going to be right around that four to six seed range um, pretty easily. So that would be my thought. All right. Um, I am curious to see as how Jason Kidd is going to coach this team and what direction he's going to push them. Uh, he's had a generational talent already under his tutelage as a head coach. And it seems to be one of the, like, the people who loved him the most in Milwaukee. So he's clearly player-friendly, right? But they moved on from him for a reason. Um, he was on a team most recently that already had a head coach and had LeBron James playing for it, who takes the absolute top spot in terms of assisting coaches or second in line or even first in line when it comes to decisions like that. So I don't see that there's... I'm curious to see how he does. He's already come yeah. out and said that he's starting, he's starting Porzingis at the four next to Dwight Powell at the five. So there's three of your five starters already. Um, well, Hardaway Jr. is the fourth for sure. Right. Timmy. Timmy Jr. Um, so let's see how this goes for him. It, I mean, Luke is so goddamn good that – they might win 50 games, but I don't think so. I think I'm going to go under on the 48 and a half um, because I don't have any faith in the people around Luka Doncic. And after what he did last season, tried to carry them through the playoffs, did amazing, did it in the Olympics, and now you got to do it all over again. And there's no real like difference in situation other than your head coach, right? Because they didn't go out and get you a real number two. They didn't go out and get you anybody to help shoulder the weight of this entire fucking organization that they've thrown on this kid's shoulders. Um, I mean, let's see. He's kind of get tired. I know he's young, but like, this is just, they, they need him to do everything all the time. Right. So I'm going to go under 48 and a half. Um, and maybe they can put something together at the deadline and try to get a disgruntled star or something because they need it. Well, th- yeah, that's going to be their, um, that's going to be their key is someone like Brad Beal or, or even Carl Anthony Towns. Someone like that is going to be how they get over the, the hump. Yeah. Or even Dame Lillard. I mean, shit. Why not? That would be, man, Dame and Luca out there together would, would be like, and one level tape. Yeah. Just, no, 100%, just destroying, 100%. destroying people out there. Um. So what do you think on the over-under, 48 and a half? Uh, I'll go over. Over, all right. So, let's see. So, that is five spots. There are two teams left on this sheet for us to discuss um, that can go for that sixth spot. Another one of them has this same 48 and a half over-under. Uh, this is a fun guessing game. Do you can can you guess who this is? I mean, I would say the Clippers. It is not the Clippers. Then it's the Blazers. It is not the Blazers. It is the Forgotten really? Suns. It is the Forgotten Suns. I mean, so, yeah, Suns, not not like S U N S S O N S. Wow. The Warriors. Um, the ugh, the Warriors. Oh God. The Warriors. Okay. 48 and a half over under, same as uh, Denver, same as Dallas, which I thought was interesting at the time that I saw it too. And they're a good four games ahead of anybody else that we're going to talk about. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. It's that, that, that's the great divide in the Western Conference at six is with Golden State. Um, Clay should be back relatively soon. Steph is Steph. Draymond. Wiseman, um, Wiggins, because um, he got vaxxed, right? Yes, he did. 
Yes. When Clay comes back, I mean, this team made play in last year. Uh, Steph Curry had an MVP caliber season. He's going to have some more help this year. Theoretically, you know, Wiseman is that was his rookie season. Uh, this is another year under his belt. He should get better. He's good defensively. Um, it's pretty good defensively. Let's see. Vegas obviously thinks there's something there. Um, I don't know. What do you think about the team? What do you think? I'm just, I, Steph. Yeah, I, I would kind of do the same thing. I would hammer the under. Um, <laughs> analytics are just like severely low on them. Um, and not that that's my Bible or anything, but no, <laughs> there's, there's just something there that's not like basically since Durant left, they've been trash. Now, clearly a lot of that has to do with missing Clay Thompson, but the entire time, I mean, correct. So they lost Durant yeah. and Thompson basically in the same, the same game. Right. But, but I don't know that, that Clay Thompson is, is your difference between 20 and, and 60 wins. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I, I, We'll put it this way. 538 has them at uh, 36 and 46 for their season um, prediction. So they have them 10 games under 500 uh, as like the fourth worst team in the West. I don't know that they'll be that bad. I could see them being the eight or the nine, but I, I don't see them in the top six. That's a 12 uh, game I, difference from the tall buildings. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying I would probably hammer that under because whenever there's that big of a gap, you're probably going to end up somewhere in between. In between, right? Yeah. So, huh. yeah. I'm gonna, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take the under. I was going to take the under anyway, just based on everything that I know and Clay not being back yet, and we still don't know what Clay is going to look like when he gets back. But to hear where the analytics stack this team is very very interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. They, they do not believe in their roster. <laughs> Man, that's they, they give them a 19% chance of making the playoffs. And as far as I know, that includes the play-in tournament. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. This is um, – they put – a poll out on these over-unders just to kind of get a feel of what people thought. And it was a 50-50 split with what people thought if, if Golden State would go over or under. Um, so the only one that thinks that they're 12 games off are the analytics. And that is that is crazy. That means that there's definitely something there that everybody else is overlooking. But um, this is very interesting. I'm going to yeah. go under, though. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I assume you are as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Solid. So, the last uh, the last team that we will mention, which I, for the record, I do still think that these are my six teams in the West. I don't think that this next team uh, will be a top six team. But they are the Los Angeles Clippers. So I'll let you talk about the clips a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think, I think I do have a good amount of belief in the Clippers. Um, they sort of showed something last year. Uh, Paul George showed some stuff last year. Uh, and, and I just, I think obviously so much of it depends on Kawhi um, and his timeline, you know, they're just like Jamal Murray's his timeline is sort of, you're looking at a year um, if you're looking at a year, I believe that would put him sometime in May, uh, which, you know, you're talking Western Conference Finals or, or late round two. Um, if he can get back faster than that, then maybe you have him for the playoffs. Uh, that team with a rested Kawhi can do some damage, uh, but these are regular season rankings. So I'll, I'll stick with, um, with them being a mid-40s win team. Uh, I, I do think they'll be around the sixth seed. Uh, I think they'll avoid the play-in tournament. Um, because like we were saying before, the middle of the West is just sort of a crapshoot. Um, yeah, I, st- I think they'll be in the play-in tournament, though. Yeah, which, you know, if I'm predicting sixth, then clearly the play-in tournament isn't that far it's, away. Correct. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not uh, 
that's not crazy. I could certainly see that. Vegas has him at 43 and a half over under. Okay. Yeah, 538 has him at 48 and 34. So, hmm. a little above a little above that that line. Uh funny enough, 538 also gives them the second best chance behind the Bucks of winning the title. So, for what that's they're, worth. They're, well, because they're definitely incorporating a, a Kawhi-led playoff run. Right. Um, that's crazy. That's interesting to know. Uh, I think that they'll go... I think they'll go over 43 and a half, but like, maybe like a game. Like, I, Yeah, I'm going to go over, but just just slightly. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I would, I would hit the over. Um, and, and I'm with you, maybe 45, 46, right in there. That's a good, that's a good number for them. All right. So and that gives them a first round matchup with probably the Mavs or the, or the Blazers. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even talk about the Blazers. The, the West it's, it's crunched together and there are a couple of interesting teams. Well, as the season goes on, we will definitely explore all of this. So. That is going to bring us to the end of our NBA preview pod. The regular season starts uh, Tuesday night, the nineteenth. Tomorrow. Um, yeah, that you don't know when somebody's going to listen to this. So, but yes, <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I know that the Bucks are playing. I don't know who they're playing. I just know that we get regular season basketball tomorrow on TNT, probably. Do you know who the opening Warriors. game is? I've, uh, I feel like it was like Lakers and Warriors or something like that. Lakers and Warriors sounds know. sounds very plausible for the nightcap. And then the champs always – oh, it's Brooklyn and Milwaukee and Lakers and Warriors. And they're yeah, both on TNT go. starting at 730. So that should be a fun, fun start to the season. Uh, we will be back later this week with our football talk and a little bit of baseball as we near the World Series. Atlanta is up 2-0 in the uh, NLCS over the Dodgers after they got by San Francisco. And uh, the ALCS was one. They were playing tonight, but I don't know what the score is. So we'll talk about that later uh, on this week. Yep. Yeah, Boston crushed uh, Houston. Oh, did they? Nice. Yeah, they hit a grand slam in like the first or second inning. So phenomenal. No, just you love to see it. Um, 12 to 3 cool. was the final. 12 to 3? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Awesome. So we'll talk about that later this week. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, again, basketball starts tomorrow. So we will be basketball heavy now with the NFL and baseball coming to an end. Um, but for the rest of the year, at least, you know, we're going to get some football and basketball talk uh, heading into the new year. So. Thank you all for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 3MajorSports. Interact with us. Uh, vote in the polls. Tell us what you want to hear. Whatever it is that you want, that is the way to reach us. Uh, and again, thank you for listening to episode 19 of 3 Major Sports. See you later, my friend. Take it easy, sir. Bye.